Next on BYU Sports Nation, day one of spring ball in the books. What do we know now that we didn't know yesterday about BYU football? West Coast Conference Hoops Awards are coming out today, so naturally we give our own while we wait. Who's everybody's favorite athlete? The backup quarterback. Jaron Hall talks about juggling football and baseball as he goes one-on-one with Jaron. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hope you're enjoying your Tuesday, March 5th, wherever and however you're connected across BYU Sports Nation, across the world. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with our QB1 here in Studio B, Jerem Jordan. Uh, I don't want anyone to be injured, but I'm ready to go if there is one. <laughs> of course you are. Have you seen Friday Night Lights I'm ready yet? to injure opposing teams. Okay. Have you watched Friday no. Night Lights yet? No, no, I haven't actually. QB1 no. and QB2 will take on an entirely different new meaning. Yeah. More of a Saturday Night Lights guy. Okay. I like college football the most. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. They got to start somewhere, though, correct? Yeah. Pee Wee. All right. Here's today's show lineup. Former BYU football linebacker coach Paul Tidwell joins us in 15 minutes. He recruited Sione Takitaki. I remember him. Why BYU, in his opinion, has enjoyed success in placing linebackers into the league recently. Lauren McLean goes between the lines with a team on the rise, men's tennis. They've gone from ranked like, I don't know, 80-something to now Flirting with the top 25. Father-son duo of Brad and Matt Pierce in 30 minutes. And Jerem goes one-on-one with Jaron Hall He's in going to win minutes. this matchup. Jerem and Jaron. We're going to start a podcast. Jaron and Jerem. TBD yeah. on the uh, release date. Yeah. Maybe this summer. Who knows? Did you discuss this yesterday? Is this part of the interview? Yeah. I don't know if it made the edit, but I said it at the very end of it. We'll see. <laughs> we now present today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU spring football underway. The Cougars now beginning preparations for the 2019 season. Jaron Hall, Joe Critchlow, they're the big names at quarterback. They got the majority of the reps because Zach Wilson continues to recover from shoulder surgery. Hall said it's, yeah, about getting reps in now as the QB. Oh, I mean, having a season under my belt to learn from Tanner, from Zach and Joe and, and all the coaches, uh, it's been great, but now I can go out and I can play. And I can throw the ball around, show what I have you know, to offer to the team and just to continue to build and develop myself as a quarterback. He's the dude in the spring. Practice continues tonight. You can watch post-practice interviews on the BYU TV Sports Facebook page at approximately 745 Eastern. West Coast Conference Basketball Awards will be announced today right after BYU Sports Nation for both the men and the women. We'll give you our BYUSN All-WCC Awards coming up in What's Trending. Tune in tonight for a reaction from Coach Rose on the Rose Show, the season finale, 8 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. BYU men's volleyball outside hitter Davide Gardini named off-the-block National Freshman of the Week for the second time in three weeks. It's all he does, it seems. Gardini led BYU with 35 kills and nine sets in last week's dual matches against Stanford. This is the third time this season he has earned the award. 
And BYU Baseball plays Utah Valley in the home opener tonight at 8 Eastern. BYU Radio will pick up coverage of the game starting at 9 Eastern after the Rose Show ends. BYU is on a six-game win streak against Utah Valley and is 7-3 and three this season. And this just into our headlines, Jerem. Shaylee Gonzalez, BYU freshman point guard, named the West Coast Conference Women's Basketball Newcomer of the Year. First-teamers include Brenna Chase of BYU and Shaylee Gonzalez. Where's Paisley Johnson? Where is Paisley? Probably uh, getting shots up right now. She's on the second team. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, she had a case for uh, making that first team as well. And then uh, Shaylee Gonzalez, of course, on the freshman team as well. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Jerem, you have called it several times on this program, the third most popular sport at BYU, mm-hmm. that of spring football. It's underway. Practice number one of 15 is all done and over. So what did we learn after the long-awaited day one of BYU spring football? Uh, I learned a bunch of things. Zach Wilson's wearing number one this year. That's new. Okay, he's wearing number one. Uh, Jaron Hall looks like he's in charge and he knows what he wants. My conversation with him coming up. But uh, I liked what I saw from Jaron Hall, number 16. Stad Kalen was there. Uh, watching practice. I like the way Jaron looks. Obviously, a tremendous athlete. Looks the part. Um, good to see him. Joe Critchlow taking the majority of the reps there with Jaron. Baylor Romney kind of behind those guys. Um, that's kind of your pecking order. There were, I guess, 11 quarterbacks listed. I saw eight in green jerseys. I tried to slip one on just to, like, slide into that group. It didn't work. Uh, Chaz Ayu back from his mission. We knew this, but he looks big. He had an interception. He's playing linebacker. In the, yep, in the portion that we saw. Okay. Running back situation, kind of what we thought. Lopini Katoa is the main guy. Tyler Algier right there. Sione Finau. Morgan Piper, the guy you haven't heard of probably in the mix as well. And then uh, BYU could feel the really good team of injured guys right now. You have Zach Wilson. You have Matt Bushman. Levin Hifo. Bo mm-hmm. Hodge. Zane Anderson. Ronai Lalu Pututau. There's a bunch. And that's kind of a typical spring thing. In fact, I, I talked with one former BYU player there, uh, and he said, and I, I said, was spring ball like this? And he said, no. <laughs> we, weren't, we weren't all injured, but we, we weren't as, uh, like, in shape, you know, but we were also kind of playing multiple sports, and we'd have more time off, you know, during the summer. So it was, uh, it was interesting to watch day one, but good, good juice, good energy, good vibe. There wasn't anything, like, extreme, which was great. You don't want one side dominating, right? BYU's still f- trying to find a punter. Danny Jones kind of seems to be the guy, but there's other guys in the mix there. Jake Aldroyd, Aldroyd uh, is going by Jacob Aldroyd now. Well, he's a return missionary. Yeah. So, so he's so much more mature. He's graduated. Such an advantage. To Jacob. That he didn't play football for two years. I learned three things, Jerem, starting with the fact that BYU wants to pick up right where they left off. Just ask offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes. Jeff Grimes, off the bowl game, obviously wants his team to utilize that momentum, and he doesn't have Zach Wilson, so this is kind of a tricky thing. He's got like 25 other quarterbacks in the room, but his projected starter is not throwing the ball. So how does he balance picking up where BYU goes when his guy isn't in the mix? Well, like, they, they're all his guys because Jaron Hall is, is one play away. And unfortunately for BYU, that has been all too common, right? The second thing is, yes, the sheer number of quarterbacks, and I'm with you. The star power not in spring football is eye-opening. You know, usually there's one or two main guys. I feel like that list is extra long this year. There's a lot. 
And what can the guys that now are getting opportunities do when they step up and have an opportunity? I feel like this is like almost a tryout of sorts for guys that don't usually get those main reps. Sure. And there's some questions to be answered. No doubt. All that matters, Jerem, is that BYU is ready in late August. Countdown to the Utes. 177. 177 days away, my yeah. friend. It's best when it's what, five syllables? Is that what we've. Or is it four? Dun, 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 dun. Four. Four syllables. Four syllables. How many syllables is 177? 177. <laughs> like 20. In less than an hour, we'll know the West Coast Conference uh, men's basketball awards. The women's awards just came out. Uh, so let's jump on those with our own awards. We now present the BYU Sports Nation West Coast Conference men's basketball. Winners beginning with the four individual awards, okay? Coach of the Year, Mark Few. Of course. Okay, Player of the Year, Rui Hachimura, Gonzaga. He's a projected first-round draft pick in the NBA. Yeah, newcomer and defensive player of the year, Brandon Clark. Also a projected NBA draft pick. We give it all to Gonzaga. You're the number one team in the country. You deserve it. You won the league by five games, okay? You just dominated. I, I don't think that you should give Coach of the Year to, like, the most improved team. I think you should give it to the best coach. Well, like, and often it does go to which, the most which improved team. Which is annoying team. to me. Like, like, it, like if San Francisco had been three games back, maybe you think about Kyle Smith. But Gonzaga's number one! Like, Mark View's the best coach. Come they on. They went undefeated in league for the first time in seven years. Not just that. They, I think, won. Did they win every game by double digits? They didn't have a single-digit game, did they? They were close to San Francisco maybe? in the second half. Moral but I think, victory. But I think they won that game by double digits. I, I could be off on that, but they dominated. So those are it's all Gonzaga. It's all Gonzaga. Brandon Clark leads the country in blocks and field goal percentage. Like, whoa. And guess what? When when the coaches submit their votes for player of the year, they can't submit multiple. So Gonzaga had to put in one guy. You can't vote for your own guys, by the way. But like everyone can't go Brandon Clark and Rui. Brandon Clark is the second best player on Gonzaga's team. Yeah, and he's probably the conference player of the year in like fifteen other conferences across the nation. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Who's on the first team? Our first team. Uh, not surprisingly, and we're doing a five-man first team. The league does ten. Yeah, so we're we have a we have a true first team and a second team. They do a second team as well, but it's eleven through fifteen. We've got our own rules. Yeah, okay. First team. We don't five play guys. by Mark Few the commissioner's rules. Second okay? team has five you guys. You go to the well. Mountain West. Not surprisingly, Jaron Brandon Clark and Rui Hachimura yep. both make yep. the first team. Mm-hmm. Yoli Childs of BYU, double-double machine, had an outstanding season for the Cougars. Shooting percentages up, free throws getting better. Jordan Ford can do it all as a point guard, shooting guard, combo guard, break you down off the dribble, shoot the long three. And then Josh Perkins, the all-time assist leader for Gonzaga, in there as the fifth of five on our first team. We debated, uh, you know, Zach Norvell Jr. or Frankie Josh Ferrari. Perkins. Yeah, I... I thought Frankie was really good, but uh, he's on our second team. Frank on the second team. Uh, Frankie Ferrari, T.J. Haas, Malik Fitz of St. Mary's, Zach Norville Jr. Gonzaga, Isaiah Pinero, San Diego. I think we expect these ten to be in the first team by the league. Okay, but BYU fields two players here: Yoli Childs uh, and T.J. Haas on our first and second team. Which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. In all seven of the previous seasons in the West Coast Conference, this being the end, BYU has fielded two all-West Coast Conference first-team players. They've always had two of the top ten players in the league. So uh, if Yoli Childs leaves after yes, this year, this is interesting. a guy will fill his shoes. But I, 
I don't look at that team currently, and I can't spot that guy per se um, right away. But is it a Gavin Baxter? Yeah. Is it Nick Emery as a senior? In addition to TJ Haspel, is it a transfer? Like, I, I don't know. If the only child's indeed, indeed leaves, then more minutes, more shots open up for somebody else. Who's the guy that steps into that role? And I'm leaning towards, um, I'll be surprised if he comes back part, just because of what's happened the last couple of years. Slash, and we'll explore this later and in depth in the next couple months. Uh, the the hope of winning the league and or going to the tournament is not maybe as strong as it's been in previous years at BYU. Right now, right now it's a tough year where Gonzaga's literally a top five team every year. They're going to win the league, and it's tough to get an at large. So so it's it's tough to uh, be in that situation. Hopefully BYU can get out of that situation and yeah. get back to the tournament. I'm with you. 99% chance I think Yoli Childs is leaving for the NBA. 99. Or sorry, for professional basketball, I should say. Of course, his dream is to play in the NBA. But if that spot opens up, Who's the guy? Yeah, and we'll explore that in the coming months, but that's just a taste, I guess. Okay, now it's time that we look back on our preseason hoops projections as we're naming Uh-oh. all West Coast Conference teams and player of the year and coach of the year. Jerem, how close were we in our preseason projections? Let's find and, out. And we had some off-the-board ones. Let's start with second leading scorer, Jeremy. Yeah, we picked, both thought Yoli Childs would be the leading scorer. And he was. Yeah. We both said TJ Haas would be BYU's second leading scorer. And we were right. 18.1 points per game for TJ Haas. Yoli Childs averaged 21.5. So we are awarded one point each for pre- accurately for predicting the second leading yeah. scorer for BYU. Yeah, we, we basically get a tie if we both pick the right person. But if we go closest to the pin on some other ones. Okay. Right? Okay. Second leading rebounder. I said Gavin Baxter, 5.8 rebounds. You said Luke Worthington. It was TJ Haas. What in the world? TJ Haas was the second leading rebounder? Wow. Okay. No points awarded. <laughs> no. We missed no on that points. One. I award you no points. And may God have mercy on your soul. Okay. The win loss record. Now, this one is very interesting because I was. Way off. Samsonite in this one. Jeremy, you said 21 and 10 overall for BYU. I thought the Cougars would go 24 and 7. So you I was are. Two games off. You two were games five. off. So I'm I was close five to the games pin. off. Now, the interesting thing is. No points awarded. I'm closest to the pin. You are closest to the pin. I don't, but Ben Bagley's making the rules. So you're going to have to take it up with the judging committee led by his was, honor, was, Ben Bagley. Yeah. 21 and 10. Okay. Two games now, off. Now, here's the thing I said BYU would go 12 and 4 in West Coast Conference play. I don't see that listed here. They went 11 and 5. Yeah. It's obviously the non conference where I think we were all a little bit shocked, right? Yeah. yeah. 8 and 7. Nobody saw that. How many St. Zaga wins? So that's wins against St. Mary's and Gonzaga. I said one. You said two. Cougars averaged two. It was one. But it was one. So I win. So point, Jerem. Okay, you're up two to one. Team three point shooting percentage. Jerem, you had the Cougars at 35%. I said 34%. The Cougars shot 33.7%. Round that up to 34 so I get the point in the three-point shooting category. Okay. Total three-point makes. I said 227. You said 250. They made 225, so I get it. Man. See, I don't get why I get that one, but not the other one. Because I was close to the pin on this but and the other one. Anyway. Now, and, and just to confirm, these are regular season numbers. So BYU yeah. made 227 in last year's regular season, not including... The NIT game, I believe. We'll go back and confirm that. I guess 227 for the year. But that's, man. They haven't made more than 230 
the last two years. That's really that's good. why I guess two. That's what, see, and I thought that they would shoot a lot more. Yeah, because we don't know how many games they're going to play in the postseason. That's why we do regular season. Sure, it could be the WCC tournament and a one and done, which has been the last hey, couple point, years. Jeremy, you're back up three two. What's, What's the, the postseason expectation for yeah. this BYU team? You said NIT. Yeah, I said they had to play into an NCAA tournament situation, and they never did, unless they win the league. So this is technically to be determined then because we don't know. Is right? it? Is it Spence? <laughs> it's March. Is it to be determined? It's March. Or has it already been? De- it's not March when Gonzaga's in your league. <laughs> it might as well be April. I said last four in or first four out for BYU. I really thought that they would be on the bubble this year. I didn't think so. And I hate being right on this one. Yeah, I really thought BYU, with a 24-7 and record, they should have been on the bubble. And that's what I projected. But at 19-12, and 12, things are obviously very different. BYU, a likely NIT bid, which would give you another point for calling that. Uh, and barring a miracle in uh, Las Vegas, that's what's going to transpire. They're, they're going to the NIT. Yeah. Tally as it stands now, Jerem 3, Spencer 2. Our question of the day, back to football, because it's spring football season. What's your blue goggle overreaction after the first day of BYU spring football? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Wig Monti or Wig Manti underscore eight on Instagram. We're going to beat Utah. So I have to be blue goggled. Wow, you took all of that from day one. I like that confidence. Yeah, dude. Jaron Hall for Heisman. That's what I said. <laughs> Coming up, I go one-on-one with the dual sport athlete. The Is future he in Heisman Trophy winner, shape or baseball shape. <laughs> Plus, maybe Paul the Wendy's Tidwell. high school Heisman. Paul Tidwell, former BYU linebacker coach, in studio. We ask him about the BYU linebackers in the National Football League. What's going on there? Why the success? And is he currently in running shape? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tonight, watch or listen to the season finale of BYU Basketball with Dave Rose on BYU TV and BYU Radio as Coach Rose, TJ Haas, and Yoli Childs join Greg Rubel to discuss Cougar Hoops at 8 Eastern. Reserve your seat in Studio C on BYUCougars.com slash Rose Show. We expect those two to be first-team all-league guys on the show. Come on, they will be. Yeah. They should be. Yeah. They will be. Guaranteed. Like, guaranteed. Guaranteed. Like, you'll shave your head if they're not. Nope. You don't don't believe that strongly? No, do you? Yes, but I'm not going to do it. (laughs) Well, do you truly believe that if you won't actually? Apparently, you don't either. Exactly. So don't call me out for not. No, I believe that strongly. I'm just not going to do it. (laughs) I've already done it. Live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Listen to the show on demand by downloading the BYU Sports Nation podcast. You can watch it whenever, wherever, and however you want at BYUSN.com. Our question of the day. What is your blue goggle overreaction after the first day of BYU spring football? Jerem's calling for a Jaron Hall Heisman. Yeah, Jaron Hall for Heisman is my overreaction. We have a, a guaranteed <laughs> win over Utah to open up the season. At Kugmak on Twitter is adding March national champions. How does that happen in spring football? Uh, we declare it. We declare I, I national championship. I, I didn't say it, Oscar. I declared it. Hashtag BYUSN on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Joining us now in Studio B is the current BYU student athlete, welfare coordinator, former BYU football linebackers coach, 
Paul Tidwell, coach. Welcome back as a former coach. What's up, Paul? Thank you. So good to be with you both today. I appreciate the uh, opportunity to sit here and listen to your greatness. Wow. Well, we hope at some point we'll say something that's great. (laughs) No, you guys, I've I've watched you over the years and uh, uh, interviews that you've done, and you guys are on top of things. Well, thank you. Very impressive. Thank you. It was great to talk to you, Paul. We appreciate coming on. (laughs) Your compliment of the day brought to you by Paul Tidwell. (laughs) I was paid well for that. (laughs) Uh, I think we should compliment you on what you did as a recruiter as linebackers coach at BYU because a lot of the guys that you have recruited – are now making it big in the NFL, including what we think will be a Sione Takitaki now NFL draft pick. What did you think when you saw Sione performing so well at the NFL Combine? You know, I wasn't surprised. He's very uh, passionate about this game, and I think he sees that this is kind of his ticket into um, a livelihood and something that he loves doing. Sione is... uh, um, this football, I think, has been his uh, life, his motivation. Um, I'm happy to see that he's um, succeeding and doing well and getting a lot of good press with the Combine and with the NFL scouts. Um, plays with a lot of heart, plays with a lot of passion, as well as um, intelligence. He's a, he's a football IQ smart um, performer, and um, I'm just happy for him, really happy for him. Yeah, married his wife, Alyssa, had some kind of off-the-field issues, but rebounded, kind of found his way, and then he's found some great success. He's a, he's a tremendous story. He, he is a tremendous story, and, you know, he's grew up in a kind of a tough uh, neighborhood, tough background, and, you know, wives are amazing, and they do great things for us guys. They help keep us um, grounded, and I think, I don't know her real well. I've met her a couple times, but I've heard great things about her, and I'm sure she's been a, a blessing in his life. Fred Warner, Kyle Van Noy, I mean, Wani Unga even to a degree coming back from what looked like might be a football career-ending injury in the Craft Fight Hunger Bowl. You see these guys that you spent so much time with recruiting, coaching, developing. What goes through your mind when you see them succeed at the NFL? Well, we're all, as coaches, we recruit them all. All of us are involved in, in bringing in athletes and in recruiting, and we all have areas that we recruit. Uh, Wani was kind of special. Um, he came into my house and said, I want to transfer, and and uh, we we kind of hit it off as a uh, coach-player relationship. And uh, what a great young man. Um, I had the opportunity of recruiting Kyle, uh, going to McQueen High School many times. And uh, But Fred Warner, Sione, um, all of them, it, it takes the whole staff and everybody, and everybody recruits. Coach Papinga did an outstanding job. Um, recruiting as the outside linebacker coach, and uh, everybody has their handprint uh, in in recruiting and and bringing the kids in, and it's a team effort. What is it about that position that has yielded so much success over a long period of time here at BYU? Well, I can I can speak I think for on the defensive side. I think the scheme, um, especially when we went to a three four. Uh, where we where we highlighted uh, uh, the athletes that we felt like we could recruit to BYU, which was linebackers, defensive linemen, and so when we went when we went to a three four, you're coaching you're coaching four linebackers, two outside and two inside, and so um, over the years um, you're hoping that uh, through those four linebackers you're going to get some great ones, which we did. Paul Tidwell with us on BYU Sports Nation, the BYU Student Athlete Welfare Coordinator. That's a new title and uh, one that. 
some people probably don't know a lot about. What are your current responsibilities at BYU? Um, yeah, it's, it is a new position. Uh, this August will be three years. And um, so when Coach Hall uh, left and went to Virginia, um, we wanted to stay and still be a part of BYU. So there were some very key people on campus that uh, um, put the wheels in motion and, and kind of created this position, which is on some of the other big universities and campuses um, throughout the country. And uh, but it's it's still relatively new. So basically, my position is I help student athletes kind of see past sports, kind of a career preparation. Wait, role. there's more than sports. It, at some Wait, point, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have at, to visit your office. <laughs> at some point, <laughs> um, they hang up the cleats and and the uh, basketball sneakers and the swimsuits and and um, so I'm kind of uh, there to help prepare them for Plan B. And uh, career preparation, we do uh, two career fairs that are, are just for student-athletes alone, one in fall and one in spring. Um, I'm, I'm over the uh, community service, helping getting student-athletes out in the community and giving back to the community. And um, we have a, a, an advisory committee on campus called the SAC, which every uh, NCAA institution has one. Student-athlete committee? Student-athlete student athlete advisory committee. And uh, they do a lot of uh, service. They do a lot of uh, events on campus. And I'm the advisor of that leadership group. And so there's a lot of fun. I, you know, it's been uh, uh, great to be able to go watch a gymnastics meet and baseball games. They're good. And uh, volleyball games. That when, As coaching, you know, you just, we just didn't do it. We just didn't have time. And uh, now it's kind of fun to go do those things. And you're involved with the Lavelle Edwards Memorial Heart and Soul 5K. This is this is a new thing. So when is it? What is it? It's a uh, kind of a vision I have um, or had um, of bringing the community together in something fun. We call it, I wanted to call it a fun run, and then wanted that involved evolved to well, why don't we honor Lavelle Edwards? And uh, so through the SAC and our leadership in the SAC, we have a service committee or a community service committee on, in our SAC. And we met, and these student-athletes are amazing. Um, they put together a proposal. They took it to Tom Homo. Um, he took it to the vice president, who then we took it to Patty Edwards. She um, was all for it, thought it was a great opportunity to honor Lavelle. And so we're holding this on May 11th, and uh, it's a 5K, and it's run, walk, compete, go as fast as you want, go as slow as you want, and just come and have a lot of fun. We hope, we're hoping to get uh, as many alumni there. Um, Greg Rebell is going to be the MC. Coach Kalani is going to welcome everyone. He's going to introduce Patty. She's going to say a few words and then shoot the gun to start the race. Um, we have an obstacle course for children uh, 12, to 12 and under that is uh, ran by the student athletes. So there will be all kinds of fun activities. And then we're teaming with um, Intermountain uh, Valley Hospital, Utah Valley Hospital. They're, they're doing a heart education fair. And so they'll be doing cholesterol testing, blood pressure, um, all kinds of medical things that, that help us be educated on heart health. And a lot of people don't uh, know or realize, but Lavelle Edwards spent a lot of time in Intermountain Valley Hospital, Utah Valley Hospital, and he actually passed away from heart disease. So it's it's a heart awareness 
and to honor Lavelle and bring the community together and have a lot of fun. Great stuff. We appreciate the efforts uh, that you're uh, currently putting forth to uh, get people educated on that matter and uh, to keep our students uh, in good light in the in the service community. And how do people get involved if they want to participate? Um, we're, we're having a lot of uh, posters and information pushed out. Check your social media, but you can go to runnercard.com and register on there. And it's not a fundraiser. But uh, the money is just to cover the costs of the run. And uh, so you can go to runnercard.com. All right. It's about Lavelle. Paul Tidwell, thank you so much for your time. Let's uh, get you to sign our Sailor Kook flag. I'm not calling it the new Sailor Kook flag anymore because it's been up there. For oh, I would love to. Yeah, I don't know when we put it up there, but yeah. This it's, is quite an honor. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. We appreciate it. Paul Tidwell, former BYU linebackers coach, student-athlete, welfare coordinator now at Brigham Young University. Coming up, Jaron Hall tells us the secret to balancing football and baseball, something I don't worry about. And Lauren McLean is back and better than ever, going between the lines with both of the pierces on the BYU men's tennis team. They're ready to pierce their way through the rankings. Oh, come on. (laughs) (laughs) i got to get one cheesy joke in. Come on. It's been 30 minutes. There have been plenty of those. BYU TV will have complete coverage of the West Coast Conference Basketball Championships, a.k.a. the Gonzaga Invitational, including 12 games Thursday through Monday from the Orleans Arena for the ninth straight season in Vegas on BYU TV. And the app starting with BYU Sports Nation will be live from Vegas Thursday morning. And we'll be live Saturday morning as well at our regular time of noon Eastern. We do it big in Vegas. Yeah. We're celebrating. Let's keep it rolling, BYU Sports Nation, with today's headlines. BYU Spring Football having a party. It kicked off last night. Kind of, I guess. Cougars on the way officially to opening the season against Utah in 177 days. Mm -hmm. Jaron Hall, Joe Critchlow got the majority of reps at quarterback with Zach Wilson still recovering from shoulder surgery. Jaron says, yeah, I'm going to take advantage of getting reps as the QB. I mean, having a season under my belt to learn from Tanner, from Zach and Joe and, and all the coaches, uh, it's been great. But now I can go out and I can play. And I can throw the ball around, show what I have you know, to offer to the team and just to continue to build and develop myself as a quarterback. Hashtag one play away. Practice continues tonight. You can watch post-practice interviews on the BYU TV Sports Facebook page at approximately 7.45 p.m. Eastern. The West Coast Conference Basketball Awards for the ladies are out. The men will be announced right after the show. Uh, We gave you hours earlier in the program for the men. Tune in tonight for a reaction from Coach Rose on said awards on the Rose Show at 8 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Speaking of those West Coast Conference Women's Basketball Awards, Shaley Gonzalez, the WCC Newcomer of the Year, also on the all-freshman team. Both Gonzalez and Brenna Chase are on the all-WCC first team. Paisley Johnson, a second team nod. And BYU Baseball plays Utah Valley in the home opener tonight, 8 Eastern. BYU Radio will pick up coverage of the game starting at 9 Eastern after the Rose Show. BYU on a six-game win streak against the Wolverines. Trying to get to 8-3 and three on the season. Good start for the Batcats. The BYU men's tennis team also off to a great start this season. Ranked 26th in the country right now. They've jumped over 50 spots this season. There are 300 tennis teams in the country. It's been nine years since BYU was last ranked that high. Lauren McLean now joins us to explain how BYU is piercing their way <laughs> up the rankings. 
That that actually wasn't in the script, but uh, I just I'm glad you added it. I want to drive it home. Well, you guys responded so <laughs> negatively that I thought I should do it again. No, I liked it. Head coach Brad Pierce might be one of the most interesting people that I've ever met. He's played on center court at Wimbledon during mm-hmm. his professional career. He's written a book. He has six kids, three girls, three boys. He's coached two of his boys. One's on his mission and will be coming to BYU after This man does it all. And so I got to hang out with he and his son, Matthew, who's on the team right now to get a little bit more of an inside look into the fierce fierce and Pierce family dynamic. Okay. Let's go Between the Lines. BYU Sports Nation presents Between the Lines. Talk about Lendl and Brad Pierce as they warm up on this, the most hallowed court in tennis center court at Wimbledon. If you like the underdog, Brad Pierce has all the qualifications. Brad, you you had quite the career yourself. Nine titles on the professional tour, quarterfinal singles appearance on center court at Wimbledon in 1990. What do you feel like was your greatest accomplishment as a player? Uh, Certainly reaching, you know, the final eight of of a Grand Slam, Wimbledon, you know, that's something to look back on with a great memory, but there's so many good memories, uh, you know, I felt like any time I was a- able to get a win anywhere in the world against, you know, anyone, I felt that that was a big accomplishment because players are so good. Brad Pierce, to the delight of this crowd, has won the third set 7-5. How would you compare beating some of those players you beat to beating someone like your son here? My dad had this family joke because he was a, he was a great tennis player as well, and he used to say that I used to be number one in the family. Now I'm not even in the top ten. <laughs> My ping pong dominance fell many many years ago, and now I I really can't even hold my own against my 18 year old son Josh. Matthew, who usually beats who? Well, you be honest. I think one of us is a little scared to play the other guy, so <laughs> I haven't had a we chance. We won't say which one's scared. And... <laughs> oh, my goodness. What's it like coaching your own sons? There's many, many positives far outweigh, you know, any of the negatives. I mean, it's always hard. I think both sides, coaching at this level, is so competitive, and there's just so many things to be aware of. From your perspective, what's it like having your dad coaching you? Uh Uh-oh, here we go. (laughs) It would almost be weird if he wasn't my coach, just since he's been coaching me since I've been seven years old, because he probably knows my game better than I do myself. (laughs) Yes! Who would you say is the most competitive in the family? All three of our, our boys are, I think, very quietly intense. John not as quiet, you know, at times. <laughs> I feel like sometimes as athletes, we kind of learn how to control a lot of it, but I think some of our other siblings, maybe some of the girls in our family, aren't as practiced. So sometimes in games of Monopoly, tears are shed and grudges are made there. Are we still playing ping pong as, with the boys, or has that been outlawed? Might have broken the last paddle for the last little bit. Oh, man. Here we go. This is for all the marbles. Oh my goodness. I'm I'm actually glad that you're beating me. Nice shot. The BYU men's tennis team heads to Boise this weekend to try and add on to their eight-game win streak right now. Follow us on Twitter at BYU underscore BTL using the hashtag BYU BTL. It's one of those interesting sports because it is a team sport, but it's largely based on 
individual play and then sometimes in doubles play. So I, I like the unique dynamic of tennis. Yeah. And fun. you could see the competitive juices flowing there. At the oh, end. yeah. No, they were... They were weren't holding anything back yeah. against each other. <laughs> the, the it's quarter, a real competition. The quarterfinals of Wimbledon. It's legit. He he beat I don't know if you heard on there, Pete Sampras, John McEnroe. He's played against, you know, some of the, the biggest names. I asked Matthew, I'm like, who's one of the coolest guys you met? And he was just like, Oh yeah, I've met uh, Andre Agassi and uh, like it was like nothing. Was like, sure. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. The Titans of tennis. Yeah. Yep, Absolutely. Right. Great stuff. Thanks, Lauren. Thanks, guys. Okay, coming up next I go one on one with a dual sport athlete. Jaron Hall. The go. Jaron's projected Heisman Trophy winner. That's the blue goggle take. Let's give proper context there. (laughs) Of course. Of course. And Donovan Mitchell, NBA star for the Jazz, repping the Y last night, Jaron. What's that all about? This is BYU Sports Nation. Between the Lines is presented by Tim Daly Ford and the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Spring Football continues tonight. Watch post-practice interviews at 7.45 Eastern or whenever the offense and defense decide they'll stop uh, practicing on the BYU TV Sports Facebook page. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation with our question of the day. What is your blue goggle overreaction after the first day of BYU Spring Football at BYU underscore game day answers on Twitter. First practice goes so well, they received national recognition and are now ranked as a preseason top 10 team. Hashtag blue goggles. Uh, yeah, that's I don't think we have blue goggles that size here. Somebody does. I'm trying to remember if it's sports SB Nation or Bleacher Report, but somebody does post spring rankings. Rankings. Yes. It's interesting. If they will be altered at all. I don't know why college football doesn't have some kind of like seven on seven touch flag football something in the spring. I'm surprised that that doesn't exist. Like in 50 years, at some point, that's going to happen. There's money to be made there. Yeah, and you wouldn't think it would cost that much to produce something like that. Slash, you could have games in the spring. Like, you know how volleyball has indoor volleyball, six on six, but then there's two on two beach volleyball. Like, where's that version in football? I found your next project, Jerem. Yeah, that's free. Go ahead. Just take it. Make money. <laughs> Whatever. Join the conversation 24-7 on social media using the hashtag BYUSN. Actually, your next project is going one-on-one because you already did it yesterday with the current number one quarterback in spring football, Jaron Hall. He is the projected backup to Zach Wilson, but with Wilson not competing and recovering from shoulder surgery, He's the guy right now getting those number one reps. Jerem Jordan, one-on-one at BYU Spring Football Practice. It is part of BYUS and All Access. Here's Jaron Hall. All right, Jaron, spring practice uh, number one in the books. How'd it go? It was great. I mean, a little rusty, obviously, a couple months off, but it was a good time just to get back out with the team, get rolling again, and pick up where we left off. How are you managing this uh, incredible kind of Deion Sanders, uh, Kyler Murray experience that you're having with baseball and football? I mean, just taking it a couple hours at a time. You know, when I'm at school, I'm at school. And then when I'm at baseball, I'm there at baseball and, and then make my way to football. So just kind of piecing up the day and not letting myself get overwhelmed with all the, the tasks at hand and just, just loving it. That's how I get through. If I love it, then, you know, the sacrifice is worth it. So, Do you love both sports or do you love one more than the other? I love them both. I do. If you ask me, I couldn't decide now. And I'm in love with them both. And you're a redshirt freshman, so you have some time, right? Got a little bit of time, absolutely. <laughs> so, 
Uh, Mike Littlewood speaks uh, volumes about your uh, your baseball game, and then here you are out here as kind of the competing for the number one spot with Zach out, uh, at least in spring. Um, how do you balance those two because you're needed at a high level in both? Yeah. I mean, like I said, just, just taking it a little bit at a time. Um, obviously, during the month of March with spring ball, I'll be uh, putting most of my time there um, just due to the circumstances, you know, with Zach being injured, injured unfortunately. Um, but I'll be able to bounce over to baseball, you know, after football practice is over here and just kind of be where I can when I can. Are you in football shape playing baseball, or are you in baseball shape playing football? I haven't been in uh, football shape playing baseball. I'm, I don't know. I feel like baseball players are in pretty good shape, so it could be yeah. it could be the same. But I say I'm definitely in football shape. They don't all look like this, though, yeah. let's be honest. No, no, they don't. They, <laughs> gave, they gave me a medium jersey, though, so that's, that might be why. Do you need a small to accentuate? A, a large. Fact, oh, you need a large. large okay. but, yeah. 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 Tell us what it's like after last year, because you played in four games, I believe, so you got your red shirt. Um, yet now you're able to uh, kind of pass the ball and, and flex out a little more in this offense. What, what was that like today? It was great, you know, just to air the ball out again, let my arm get going. You know, I still feel like I haven't peaked yet. My arm strength, obviously, coming home from my mission just, you know, nine and a half, ten months ago. So still getting that back out. So it's, it's nice to start throwing the ball a lot. I'm just contributing where I can and just getting better. How was Roseville, California? I loved it. The people out there are great. Shout out to my Roseville family. I loved it. <laughs> I've got a friend that lives in Roseville, so there you go, yeah. Yeah. I asked him if he knew you. He was like, oh, I didn't know Elder Hall. But, yeah, there we go. Uh, tell us about kind of your experience with BYU football growing up. Obviously, your dad, Kalen, and your brother, uh, KJ, played here. And now it's your time. So, I guess you've waited a long time to kind of walk in their footsteps. Yeah, for sure. I mean, growing up in, in Provo here and living just south in Mapleton and Spanish Fork all my life, I've loved BYU football with my dad. I'm playing football. My mom being a gymnast, it's, you know, blue has been the blood at all times. And so just to have the opportunity now to, to make my, my own legacy, my own path here, it's, it's a blessing. I'm just excited to be here. Were you always going to be a quarterback growing up? Because dad and brother were running back. Yeah, yeah, I was. And I think that's the reason I am a quarterback, because looking at my dad and KJ and the beatings they've gone through, you know, I think they realize quarterback, there's a little more longevity there. It's a longer career, so I've always been a quarterback. We saw you run a few times. I don't think we saw you throw a pass, right? No, I Not believe you? so. Okay. No. So describe what kind of quarterback you are. Um, I say I'm a, I'm a well-balanced quarterback. You know, a pocket passer first, I can throw the ball, and then when I need to, I can extend plays with my legs. What does the football team expect from you in terms of uh, the time you spend with football versus baseball? Because I know both coaches are in league, and this was always the plan, right? Absolutely, yeah, it was. You know, there's a great understanding between Coach Littlewood and Coach Sitaki with where I spend my time. Obviously, with this month of um, spring football going on, I'm spending most of my time with football. And Coach Littlewood's you know, absolutely okay with it. And then, you know, a month before this, I was traveling with the baseball team every week and spending most of my time there, and Coach Sitaki was good with that. So just wherever I'm needed the most of the time, that's, that's where I'll be. You were in Beaumont, Texas on Saturday, and now you're practicing in football on a football Monday, Football right? Provo, yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, describe to us what this experience could mean for you because no one wants to see Zach Wilson out, but it's an opportunity for other guys to get more reps. Yeah, absolutely. It's just a chance for everyone to, to get better, to learn the offense. And Zach's still out here with us, you know, thankfully teaching us up and helping us where he can because obviously he knows the offense as well as anybody. So it's, it's great to have him out here, and we're just hoping he gets back soon. But you know, it's a great time for us to learn and to, to get better and just to find our, our part in this team. Second spring ball for Jeff Grimes. So how has this one maybe started differently than last year? So I actually wasn't here uh, last year for spring ball. You were on your mission. That's right. Mission. Okay. So, I couldn't so you have no clue. Out. You're like, I was knocking doors. Yeah, so. exactly. Well, thanks for the time, and uh, we look forward to much more from you. Appreciate it, Jerem. Thank thanks, you. Jaron Hall one-on-one with Jerem Jordan of BYU. Jaron and Jerem. We're going to start a uh, podcast. Spring football, BYUSN All Access. By the way, I did check in with Mike Little with the baseball coach during that interview. 
Jaron will join the baseball team at the game tonight against Milwaukee after practice. So he's if get, they need him, he's there. It, uh, sorry, against Utah Valley. Milwaukee is Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, but yeah, how awesome is that? So he's going to practice and kind of be the number one quarterback probably tonight. And then practice ends around 545. He did some media yesterday, so maybe they'll just let him go. And then uh, he's not going to start the game, you'd imagine, but he could pinch run or pinch hit or come in defensively. It's a tonight. testament to Jaron Hall's pretty cool. talent level because if he were not a valued commodity, Mike Little would probably just be like, ah, don't worry about it. Right. But he is a legit baseball player. He's there. Like they, Mike Littlewood wants him there yeah. to utilize if he needs him. And this was always the case, by the way. This wasn't like suddenly they no. decided this would happen. Yeah, he was recruited this way. Yeah, absolutely. To be a dual sport athlete. Coming up, a BYU player gets a national award for the third time this season. And a rise and shout out to a one-year-old potential future Cougar hoopster. He was wearing BYU when he shot the ball. He's got BYU basketball bloodlines. This is BYU Sports Nation. Viral video, man. Shout out to today's guest, Paul Tidwell, former BYU football linebackers coach, now helping out with community service, welfare coordinator for the student athletes here at BYU, and the current QB1 in spring football, Jaron Hall. If you missed any of the show, download the podcast, go to BYUSN.com to watch full episodes. I need a welfare coordinator in my life, and it's not going to be Dennis Pitta. We had no time for you. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. Spring practice number one's in the books. Jaron Hall, Joe Critchlow took the majority of the reps at quarterback Baylor Romney in the mix as well. They practice again tonight. Watch post-practice interviews at 745 Eastern on the BYU TV Sports Facebook page. Men's basketball. The West Coast Conference Basketball Awards set to be announced today right after BYUSN. We'll give you, we gave you, I should say, our BYUSN All-WCC Awards in What's Trending. Tune in tonight for reaction from Coach Dave Rose on the Rose Show at 8 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Women's basketball. Shayla Gonzalez is the West Coast Conference Women's Basketball Newcomer of the Year. Also makes the All-Freshman team. Both Gonzalez and Brenna Chase on the first team. Paisley Johnson on the second team. Baseball. BYU baseball with their home opener against Utah Valley, the University Parkway Collision. Home opener at 8 Eastern. BYU Radio will pick up coverage of the game starting at 9 Eastern immediately following the Rose Show. BYU baseball on a six-game win streak against Utah Valley. The Batcats are 7-3 and three overall this season. Softball. Chris Viramontes is the West Coast Conference Pitcher of the Week. Viramontes pitched a one-hit shutout in a 2-0 victory over Florida Gulf Coast on Friday. Volleyball. Outside hitter Davide Gardini is the off-the-block National Freshman of the Week for the third time this year and second time in three weeks following 35 kills in nine sets of action against Stanford last week. Tennis. The godfather. The women's team lost to Fresno State 4-3. That's all we have to say about that. Cougars in Pro Hoops. Three Elijah Bryant had 14.6 rebounds in a 102-77 win for his team in Israel, Hapoel Eliat. Or Eilat, yeah. Today's rise and shout-out for me goes to Connor Harding's nephew. His name is Mana. His sister, Bay, put out a video that went viral showing a one-year-old hoopster who was busting out James Harden's step-back moves. He just doesn't have a beard. That's the only difference. Alley-oop dunks to him. I mean, he's in a dunk contest. Like, what one-year-old can do this? Yes, the BYU 
clothing, uh, just a fantastic Dude. video. They got a lot of notoriety from national outlets, oh, NBA viral. players. Yeah. Like it totally went viral. I didn't know that anybody could use a diaper as swag, but it's it's like his underwear sticking out. Oh, you know he's I mean? a yeah, baller. Yeah. He's a baller. He's a baller. He looks great. Trick shots all over the place. This is awesome. Lo- long distance. Yeah, they've got a defender in there. Let's uh, see. He's probably what two. So he's he's one. He's one. He's one. So class of 35, 36, something like that. 37. <laughs> nice. My rise and shout out goes to Donovan Mitchell of the Utah Jazz, who was uh, rocking the BYU socks last night. Unfortunately, it was in a loss to the Pelicans and uh, you'd fans tried to troll that way. But uh, Jake Edmonds, a uh, former student here at Jake KU TV, uh, what's the picture in the locker room? Uh, the BYU socks. We love it. Jake's had some epic social media moments over yes, the past few days. Yes, he has. Ask uh, Utah State, Nevada. Uh, he, he told me yesterday two million views on that video, by the way. Two million, million views. We haven't done anything that's come close to that. I'm just proud of him for not double punching the record button on his camera yeah. when uh, things got intense in the hallway. Not Logan. safe for work, that video. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Question of the day. What's your blue goggle overreaction after the first day of BYU spring football at... Tamagolo15 answers on Instagram. BYU's going to win the Super Bowl. I think we're going to win the, the ship. At Broncos Lover, we want Bama. No, we don't. <laughs> Remember a few years ago when we were like, hey, yeah, should we add Alabama as an opening? Should we add them? And everyone's like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, add them. Yeah, that'd be great. Is there a realistic <laughs> blue goggled prediction out there? Or is it, then when, it's not blue goggled. When we That's put the blue idea is that there. it's not that, like, it's irrational, right? Yeah, and therefore probably ir- unrealistic. The I was elite, about to say irrealistic, irrealistic. Yeah, I'm not irrealistic. It's, I'm just that's unrealistic. Un- that's unrational. The elite voice of the day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, celebrating 50 years at J Tracy 2511 in on Twitter. After scoring an average of 50 points in okay. a 10 win season, our offensive coaches all leave for head coaching jobs. Oh, uh, listen, if that was the cost, I would take that season. I would. Of course. That would be amazing. Uh, yeah, BYU's Jeff Grimes during the program a few weeks ago said, I don't want us to hope that we score 50. I want expect, us to expect. expect that to doesn't mean 50. BYU will score 50, but I hope that uh, BYU puts up 50 more than Go they out have. there and play like, about two play or three like times that. a year. Yeah. If that. Uh, the conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUS. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Shane Knight. Remember him? Yeah. Younger brother of one Travis Knight, who started UConn Had back in the day. To cut with Ray Allen. Out the high school stars. We declared it, Jerem. Go Kooks.